0: The first thing that struck me, The Damn Truth, that's the name of a band, that has one hell of a statement, and somewhere in your bio it hears the the damn truth is about our lives, and our first album, Deer in the Headlights, is the beginning of our story, and I'm intoxicated with that whole idea, explain, first let's start with The Damn Truth, what is that, what is The Damn Truth?
1: Go on, Tom. Tom, do it. Well, you Do your, it. you came up with it.
2: Um, I'm not really sure how to answer that. You know, we were driving in our car, Leon and I, uh, one day, and uh, something had, had happened. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but something shocked us through... We were sitting in the car, we were seeing something that happened, happened in the street. Maybe it was a guy that fell or beat his girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. I can't really remember what it was. And... Um, and Leah said something like, what the hell is wrong with this world? What, what do we need to do, you know, to, to make it, to make it? Yeah. And I said, uh, the damn truth. <laughs> and that's how it happened.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I just kind of like came up with those three words and it felt good. It stuck. I, I think having seen you play live twice, I think what it really speaks to is a certain honesty that's in your music and that uh, maybe in this day and age, we don't, have a lot of that it speaks to the honesty in the relationships that we have or perhaps don't have amongst each other and mm-hmm. and, and as you so say just the everyday kind of things that we encounter just the way we encounter somebody at a shop or something like that's that true. you know and it, that maybe it, is this band what they're striving for is to reveal real truth and the way way things can be some ideals per in, for instance absolutely no? I think
2: uh f- for me personally I'm not going to talk for everybody in the band but uh, that's all right
0: Uh, for me personally (laughs) sound pretty good right now (laughs) (laughs) the
2: the thing that attracted me most about rock and roll in general is is a very specific there's a very specific timeline for it and um, it's it's a time in rock and roll where it meant something and it was more than just a few notes on the guitar and the way you dress you know it was it was music that stood for something and I think we there's a lack of that in rock and roll today and it's uh, rock and roll sometimes can feel really really cheap and that's definitely the opposite of what we want to
0: do. I can tell that. I can see that when you guys are playing. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. You know, you're I looking do. for something a little bit greater than just something that's superficial or on the surface. Nothing wrong with pop music. No, I but think, I think we, the right I, word
3: that's used was, like, honest. Like, we're, like, it's, you know, like, whatever we do comes from, like, an honest place. Like, mm-hmm. it's...
0: I, I have to admit this, and I hate to put labels on your music, but I have to admit, admit that when I see you guys play live, I feel like I, I'm taking a bit of a journey to the past, not necessarily sonically but using those types of you know those sort of ideals in music you know you're you're playing with the rival sons and there's definitely a a a good pairing there because i think you both share the same kind of common ground when it comes to music ideas Mm -hmm. and and sonically similar but not necessarily the same uh what kind of music did you guys all grow up listening to
1: well, we actually all brought different things to the table. And my yeah. dad, when I was like four, gave me an Everly Brothers tape. Yeah. I fell in love with the, those harmonies. And then it was Beatles from A to Z, every single vinyl I could get my hands on. And from there, I, I, I love Joni Mitchell, and Neil Young, uh, and all the 60s, 70s psychedelic rock was just was my base. Of, sure. Do you uh, know there's a,
0: a new album that's coming out of Everly? It's an album of ever, I, Everly yes. Brothers covers. I Nora Jones and Billy Joe Armstrong right. from Green Day. One of the most <laughs> unlikely pairings I've ever heard. I just
1: of. heard
0: that. I know, and it's it's interesting, <laughs> but what's more importantly is that it, it touches upon a, an era that we've kind of lost, in for good or for bad reasons. You know, yeah. what about the rest of you guys? Where we? I'm earlier? gonna
3: t- just say four names, I guess. The main ones would be like the Beatles, Michael Jackson, and then I went to like Chili Peppers and Nine Inch Nails, and then wow. like Wow,
0: that's kind of that's kind of running the gamut there. You know that, eh? From well, Michael I'm Jackson, like all over the place, Nails, really. You know. Mm-hmm
3: good music is good music Oh, good today, music you know? is
0: good music that's absolutely true as long as I feel
3: something then talk, if it talks me then I'll, I'll just yeah. go for it
0: yeah
3: not myself uh, I, I guess the four of us we do have a, a wide repertoire I grew up maybe with a little bit more hard rock I learned how to play drums listening to like Aerosmith and uh, Crew and uh, even Anthrax and like stuff like that how's about Nashville but pussy how's about that they're <laughs> not part of my uh,
0: <laughs> thing
1: but we do want to steal the poster
0: <laughs> no, you can't have that one. <laughs> it's mine. All right. For those of you who are listening, that's the Nashville Pussy record that's in my office in the basement, and <laughs> it stuck right out to them. And Yeah, it, yeah, any band like that would. And that I'd poster use. is
3: a teenage boy uh, on the wall
0: material. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, you want to chip on this? Uh, anything you grew up with that you want to make mention?
2: Uh, just I I was always very attracted to the late 60s rock and roll.
0: and I can hear it in the way you guys play you know what I mean it's not you don't sound like you're trying to emulate that era but you're filtering you filter that music through yourself and that's what comes in it's very important
2: for me personally and I think for all of us here to uh, you know uh, that you that people would be able to feel our influences but also to sound fresh and and, you know like we're from this time and not from anywhere else well, what we are from now yeah, yeah. and
3: what you brushed on before that ideal of like that idea from back in the day the way that we were doing things this is where we really really connect you know like uh, the, the, the live aspect of it the, the, you can feel you know it's
1: like exactly
0: Leela, when i was watching the other night and when you were performing here uh, i you, you do something that's kind of interesting and as you get into that moment is when you were playing, your hand comes off the neck of the guitar, and your hand goes up on the up in the air, <laughs> and you start to wail, and it immediately reminded me of Janis Joplin, who used to do the same kind of thing. Is that you just physically? Drive through it, and that's what Janice used to do as yeah. well, too. You know,
1: right on. I don't really think about it. I must say that I, 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 it is uh, definitely helpful to open up your your whole rib cage when yeah, yeah. you when you want to belt out a note. So I find that's just naturally that's something that my my body tends to do. It just opens up to like to sustain the sound.
0: <laughs> We're talking to the damn truth here, <laughs> and you have a new album called Deer in the Headlights. And from what I've read, it was a, not an easy record for you to record and that there were a few bumps along the pathway recording it tell me what it was like recording your first record
1: yeah it was uh, it was definitely a, a trek sort of up a mountain where you kind of have your valleys on the way and your uh your peak where you're really really excited that you see something is uh, something's coming and something's really really uh uh I don't know gonna make'm uh, gonna make a difference at least in, in my heart that's what I felt like things were at first we were dealing with a lot of issues between ourselves between uh, you know each one on his own I had lots of addictions to deal with uh, that I was you know from control issues to to anything that could you can imagine smoke and uh, and it was uh, it was definitely a, a, a uh, an undertaking to like just let go of all of your own personal issues and become one with this uh foursome suddenly or and everybody else's opinions and uh, and all for the love of the songs and to bring them out in the best way possible so it was a journey
0: did uh for the rest of you guys in general did this record come easy is it you know some you know some i mean how long was it between the time that you started this group and you started you stepped into the studio to do it
1: Probably about a couple years, two years or so.
3: Well, we did like a five song, uh, four song EP before yeah. that. Yeah. And then it took a solid, like. It took about a year to do a year the to record. record. I mean, uh, we weren't really able to pin down a, a chunk of time. To record and and, and and do the record, and uh, we were in and out of studio, and we re-recorded some material, and there was all kinds of stuff happening at the same time. So it just took a long while. For the four of us personally, we listen to the album. There's definitely like some sort of like time frame because yeah. it was you know over the course of a certain period of time, and yeah. you
0: know, you know, for some groups that are starting out, it's kind of like you have years uh, of songs, material. and performances that you've banked, and then you go in and you knock it off. Most pretty easily but for you guys I don't get that sense that it wasn't as easy as it looks Uh,
1: it was because I think those things were also being written and formulated throughout like you know we would go into the studio with half a song sometimes and then we would you know and it would change over the course of a few days and turn into something else the opening
3: track and the last track were the last two songs that we wrote and like it started as like a recorded jam and and then okay let's just go in the studio and see what happens so
0: So how long have you been together
3: it's coming on probably five years or um, something like years, that. Maybe. Four years, five years, yeah. So
0: looking back, how, how are you different from the band that you were when you started to the way you are right now?
3: They've had really short hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's the main you thing. Had really short really, hair? Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: Tom and I had dreadlocks. If we're going to go yeah. for hair, then uh, yeah. yeah. It was dreadlocked, uh, half a dreadlock band, yeah.
3: And I was that much less of an asshole some five some, years ago.
0: By the way, there is for those of you who can't see, there is some serious hair in this band. Oh yeah, man! I, think, yeah, yes. I try to keep it clean. Yeah, you're yeah you're the only one, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a point in your show. I have to ask this because it I've seen you twice, and it happens and it's Tom and Leo there comes this point in the show in which you both face each other and you exchange a kiss (laughs) I have never seen that on stage and there's something really sweet about that and you don't have to give me an answer for this but I'm kind of wondering what's going on there (laughs)
1: Oh, it's not a big secret. Yeah, Tom and I have been a couple for almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the only problem is that when he comes and does that, then he comes over and gives me a kiss. I usually mess up everything that I'm doing. <laughs> I cannot continue playing my line. And so it turns into this big joke that every night we try, I try for the life of me to not mess up my fingering <laughs> in this lick. <laughs> and I, can't. I can't. I lose all the concentration whatsoever. Yeah, but Tom,
3: Tom has this aura Even When he comes next to me on stage, I get all like...
0: <laughs> (laughs) All right. What can I say? I rule with an iron fist. (laughs) (laughs) So, um,. Right. You're on tour now with Rival Sons, um, and where you guys been? Have you been? Have you run the gamut? Have you run the country?
1: Oh, I wish it's just been Ontario and Quebec with uh, with them. Okay. Yeah, so we, we, we would have loved to have gone to the yeah. West, but it didn't work out for their tour this uh, this time around.
0: I, I ask every band this: What's your favorite part of the country? And what's your least favorite place to have to go back to?
1: Really, I haven't found any place that I've suffered throughout at all. I've really we've found like the audiences have been phenomenal every night. We've, like, really, really been having an amazing time, uh... I don't know anybody have a love hate relationship we love Toronto I mean we're Montrealers we have no problem to say that we
0: love Listen, Toronto. like yeah. up until
3: seriously, up until two weeks ago like Quebec City was my like but we had a really great show with them and That's it's true, you know really? and then think yeah, turns yeah. around think you know okay, we've had bad nights everywhere and then you show up all of a sudden and then if there's a good crowd there's a good group of people you know works both ways
0: right so yeah. if there's something somebody from southern Ontario does not understand it does not understand Quebec and it doesn't understand how marvelous a place that Montreal is like mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of interesting as I name check or check mark all of the bands from Montreal. If I came to the damn truth, I would say that you guys are from the other side of the tracks. Is, <laughs> oh, that, a, is that an accurate way of putting it? Sure, why it's, not? It's close enough. And yeah, and using a big name like Sam Roberts, I can see how there's a kinship there in the music that you play. It's not big, bigger it's not than the you'd same.
1: think. Sam Roberts' drummer actually helped us meet each other. Really yeah, he was part of the. Uh, yeah, he, yeah so
0: it was like he knew Tom, That's and the then connection. somehow
1: we all got connected through him.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. The album's called Deer in the Head. Lights, anything, anything significant about that? I mean, it's pretty obvious. What deer in the headlights is like,
1: <laughs> but it's written with the D E A R, so it is a little bit of a significance. We find that um, because it's such a deep sort of emotional relationship kind of album um, for for me the symbolism in deer in the headlights yes the way a deer the actual animal is when he's caught in the headlights of a car in that moment maybe before death yeah. that very honest moment so we changed the we switched around the, the writing so that it ends up being how all of us each and every one of us are deers in the headlights in every moment and situation in our lives and I find it's quite a you know, su- nice symbolism that wow. I, I like Yeah, that's
0: great Thank you. Uh, Rival Sons, how long are you touring with them before you do the next one?
1: Well, unfortunately, the last date is tomorrow in Sarnia. And uh, so it's been really awesome. And then we're going, this weekend, we're going up north to a blues festival in northern Quebec about eight hours into the freaking cold.
0: I was going to say, bring your snowshoes. Oh, oh, yeah. Geez. Yeah. It's,
1: it's brutal, but it's lots of fun. It's a really fun. So this is going to be our second time uh, going up there. And
0: then we'll see you back here sometime soon, I hope. We hope You'll
1: so. Thank you so much, Paul.